What's up, everybody? We are drawing to a close of Delighting in the Disciplines podcast series, but we're just getting started in what it really means to um, embody these and live these out and practice these disciplines. We hope they've been helpful. Today, we are on our next to last discipline talking about something that's super important to me as someone um, really feel with a call to be a worship leader and to lead people to to worship the Lord. Uh, we're talking about worship. And so uh, jump right in and enjoy the conversation. I hope it helps you live out your faith every day. Hello and welcome to the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. I am Christina Scott here with lead pastor of Fathom Church, Kyle Nelson. I'm delighting in all the disciplines and we are coming to the end of our Delighting in the Disciplines yeah. podcast, but not really just the beginning of our Delighting in the Disciplines. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <for life. laughs> we are... So... We didn't tell you guys this along and along. You guys have gone along with us as we're back and forth between disciplines of engagement and disciplines of abstinence, back and forth between these engage, um, habits of, of letting go and, and habits of activity. Uh, but we saved two of activity for the very end mm -hmm. um, rather than doing we could have gone all engagement <laughs> and then all letting go. We felt like that was going to be hard. That was yeah. going to be hard. But here we're going to wrap up um, these last couple of podcasts um, and go back to back with disciplines of engagement um, of activity. And these are really familiar to all of you, I would think. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to be really the, maybe some of the most familiar. Yeah. And Probably some of the most important. Yeah. If not the, the most important. Saving the best for last, you guys. We Trying are. to save save those nuggets of, of gold for the we end. Are. But there was most of these we didn't really care what order they were delivered in. No. But these two we were very intentional that we were gonna leave them for last. And so I I pray that it's helpful that we save them to last. Because yeah. um, today we're gonna talk about worship. Yeah. Yeah. Worship and as a, it, it's kind of weird to even think about it as a discipline. Mm -hmm. I don't know because I don't know. Just the word worship is, you know, when you ask, like, if we ask, ask you know, random people to define it, we're gonna get all kinds of probably definitions, personal yeah. and some that are kind of surface level and some that are. Trying to wrap up a really big idea into concise words is often hard. Right. You know. Or then taking that this something that is um, very simple and like, I don't know, is that a trick question? Right? Because worship mm -hmm. is so much, but um, also pretty simple in that we're experiencing God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we talked about celebration, and so praise could probably come up under celebration, mm -hmm. you know, possibly, and, and, and you know, gratitude and through through celebration. Um, we didn't really focus on that a ton, I think, in that um, yeah. that discipline. But sometimes, kind of praise and worship go together, and so right. um, yeah, we'll work through some functional definitions for this, and just some conversational, yeah. you know, wrapping our brains around this practice and this discipline and what it means to really delight ourselves in worship. Um, and, and I think it's, 
in many ways, it's becoming more and more lost mm-hmm. in the church. I really it's think rough. it is. I think m- many churches, I mean, particularly here in the South, you know, things turn towards kind of just religious routine or entertainment. Like, right. um, you know, not, not you know, I think many times people look at worship leaders and look at, at, you know, maybe churches with big stages or something like that. And like, well, that's the problem. But really, it's on the individual <laughs> who worships. Like, right. what, what are you choosing to do? Mm-hmm. Like, regardless of the environment, um, it's ultimately about the glory of God and hearts surrendered and, you know, turning to give God what he is due. Right. His worth, worthship, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah. it is, it's returning all of the glory that's due him, you know, from our heart, from our lips, from our minds, from our bodies, from our lives, just turn back to him. So yeah. I think so often we use the word and I, we, not we, you and I don't, <laughs> but as a, even like the American church, the Christ, the American Christian uses the the term worship interchangeably with singing Christian music. Right. And those are not the same thing. Yeah, for sure. They're not the same thing, which is what like part of what you just alluded to, because every every single soul is capable of worship. Mm-hmm. And not every single person is capable of singing, right? right. But so our our uh, deaf or mute friends are fully capable of worship. Yeah, absolutely. Regardless of their ability to sing or um, engage in in musical worship, um, I think that th- we've done worship a disservice by equating it with music only, mm-hmm. um, and particularly where when we say worship leader. And that immediately evokes a musician yeah. in our minds instead of a human being l- calling others to worship. Yeah. And so yeah. that, like, it, it's not just about Yeah, it, it's really time we redefine that, isn't right. it? Um, and think of far beyond that scope. Um, and, and, and that worship is not something in some little box. I mean... It's uh, a, a very popular passage in the New Testament. There's, there's many passages throughout the Bible that come to mind when we think about this. I don't know which ones you have written down, but... Um, you went to it. <laughs> and which one am I... John 4, oh, 23? Yeah, so that's not even, that's not even <laughs> okay. the one that's on my mind. I, I opened my Bible to one, and then my brain was going to another Don't one. Um, but Romans 12, like 1 uh, and 2, I think is significant. Um in personally, in my view of, of worship and has been formational for me and, and, and how I, I view worship and that it's, it's a full life. I remember reading a very, very tiny book um, called The Air I Breathe by Louis Giglio when I was like 15 years old or something. It was a tiny little book. And this idea, this, The Air I Breathe, it's, great, it's a great little read. Uh, you can read it in about 30 minutes. Um, but it was really about this idea of worship as a lifestyle and mm-hmm. really seeing that it's far more than the stage. And for those of you that don't know, you know, he's helped 
you know, shepherd the vision of passion ministries and conferences and all the worship music that's come out of that. So right. they've kind of been at the forefront of um, calling people to worship, but the spirit behind all of their teaching and, and preaching and vision has been lifestyle worship, you know, that, that it's flown out of life. So I think this text has been formational for me. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, brothers and sisters, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship, or this is your spiritual act of worship. And if we just stop there, he goes on to say, you know, don't be conformed to this world, be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may test and approve what God's perfect will is, um, may prove out the will of God by the way you live. You know, you, you'll be able to discern the will of God, but... It's all, I think that's such a helpful and fitting passage right. for a definition for worship because it's in view of the mercies of God my life has offered. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an entire life holy, right. you know, and it's a holy and living sacrifice. I'm not dead. It's my body. We're not taking, you know, we're not taking sacrifices to the altar anymore. It's just my life that's mm-hmm. alive by Christ and his mercy. Um, and this, this is it. That This is my act of worship is, is this. And so we can have this other conversation around musical worship engagement there, but it's got to be on top of the foundation mm-hmm. of what I believe that's a consistent message throughout the Bible that God looks for is a, is a life of, of worship. Right. Know? And that's that life, that Romans 12 definition goes back to, I think, like part of our conversation around submission is that like we were talking then about submitting to authorities that God set on the earth. But like in our in worship, we are just wholly submitted to him and to like, okay, you've given me everything. All I have is yours. Yeah. <laughs> like I just return back to you all that you have given yeah. me, um, and and not hold back in that. I I recently taught um, a little bit on Genesis four and Cain and Abel, and um, was talking. Uh, and one of the things I reflected on from that passage, which happens right after Genesis three, the fall of mankind. And Genesis 4 is the beginning of the fallout. But I think we immediately get a glimpse of God's redemptive plan for not only salvation and redemption through what they bring to the Lord, Cain and Abel, but we get a glimpse of acceptable worship to mm-hmm. God from Cain and Abel. And um, I, don't, I, that's not, I, I don't think that's talked about much, but I think... It's it's not nothing that it's like the next right <laughs> the next thing first humans God's like hey check this out <laughs> check this out like here's a little here's a little window into the future mm-hmm. on what's cool with me what's not cool <laughs> with me in this new era of fallen mankind mm-hmm. and what's what I'm looking for right and Genesis four says that Cain brought some fruits and Abel brought the first fruits. Um, the fat portions. He he brought the good stuff. He brought his best to the Lord, and ultimately, I think that's what is the call is in our life is that that glimpse that that points us to bringing our our best to the Lord. Yeah. Like that's what He is worthy of. Um, I I don't I think there's a lot of people that kind of go into this 
kind of culture of excellence thing and it becomes about performance mm-hmm. and that's not what it is. It, it's, it's not about a, a living in holy sacrifice, a holy fat portion, first fruit. That's the ones that were set apart to the Lord. And I would just say it's in our life, like, I think when we get into this idea, all right, let's pray without ceasing. Let's like live a life of worship. But there's this intentionality behind it that I think is the discipline part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. how, How does worship as a part of my lifestyle I can't just be like, yeah, my whole life's worship, man. When I'm playing video games, I'm worshiping. I don't know whose voice I'm doing there. I'm, I'm not sure Does that either. sound like a video gamer? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's offensive. Um. So Taryn makes this voice for me. Was it you or was this someone else on her staff here recently that mimicked my wife's voice of mimicking me? That was... And it was <laughs> atrocious. It was me. not what I sound like <laughs> at all. <laughs> Nor do video game people sound like what I ever I just did. Right. I think, though, right, so we can, as you're saying, like, we can say our entire life, yeah. lives are worship. But, like, it, in saying that, there has to be action taken in yeah. that. It's not just like, okay, my whole life is worship, and then I'm super lazy about what that looks like or what yeah. that means, right? But what would it look like if I woke up in the morning, gave the fat portion to God straight out of the gate, right? Gave him my best because I'm a morning person. So gave, not everybody needs to give him their morning because not everybody's a morning person, right? But I gave him that fat portion and then I said, what does it look like to worship you when I drive to work today? Mm-hmm. What does it look like to worship you while I'm grocery shopping? Mm-hmm. What does it look like, God? Like ask, <laughs> asking him, like, I want to worship you and what you'll receive as the best offering of my time. And when we really begin to think about our lives in that way and really open up our mind away from this Sunday morning worship experience when the music's kicking to, you know, the day off with my kids and like, Mm -hmm. what does it look like to delight in in worship and delight in the Lord Mm -hmm. and honoring him and know that God is indeed worshiped through the lifting of our voices Mm -hmm. and the bowing of our heads and kneeling and you know, dancing and all that. Um, but he's also receives glory from us, you know, loving our kids well. Right. And he, he's worshiped when we, you know, slow down at the dinner table to, you know, ask good questions and not just kind of go through the flow. Like he, he, right. he receives glory out of that and worship. And when we're thoughtful to serve others, you know, yeah. um, he's receiving glory and, and worship of that. It's returning back what's to him with our life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a life that's, that's living and holy and it's a mm-hmm. sacrifice back to him. Yeah. You know, his, he is honored and, and worshiped in our slow Saturday afternoons mm-hmm. in, in that rest of Sabbath, whenever it is, you know, whenever yeah. it is with your whether that is in solitude or whether that is if you're surrounded, right? If you're surrounded by your family or if you're alone, it's, the, the time set aside. Certainly there's an activity of our bodies. It's a discipline of engagement. And I, I think discipline of engagement probably helps a little bit better even than the discipline of activity mm-hmm. with this one um, because you know, activity may be ceasing and I can be worshiping. I mean, just, it's just the activity of my heart, you know, being engaged right. and, and focused. 
you know, on worship. And so I think it's just the constant drawing back to, hey, God, this is my life. You know, this is the breath I have. I return it back to you. It's all in response to your mercy that's been poured out into me. Yeah. Can we, I just want to ask um, real quick, We, you uh, have gotten back from Kenya recently, and I know, like, just specifically highlighting a little bit about worship and musical worship and that, like, you kind of had your start in pastoral ministry in worship ministry and things like that. And so this is like a bunch of questions I'm asking at once, but cause I'm just asking all these questions and you're going to say all the things. Um, but I do want to talk about like, what does it, it look like to engage in a different culture and their worship? Yeah. Um, and just, do yeah. you have any like kind of stories or, or anecdotes about that for from your trip? I know you've been to Africa yeah. before. Yeah. Um, and maybe, the, maybe it's this trip that, you know, that, you know, there's something to talk about or maybe a different mission trip. Um, but then also, what does it look like to lead others? Like, what does that, yeah. what is that call when you, ha- when mm. you, someone's feeling the call to lead others to worship? Mm. What, like, yeah. what even, what even is that? Well, <laughs> like, yeah. what is that? Wanna, so these are really big questions. I want to do but... a separate podcast <laughs> on this. Um, I... Surrender my life to Christ on the mission field in Mexico to a worship song called At the Foot of the Cross. And, and just really just my heart was broken at the feet of Jesus and just surrendered everything. And um, went back home and became a worship leader, literally, at you know day one. I just I became a worship leader, um, both in spirit and in practicality, mm-hmm. and began to lead worship as a teenager and, you know, not for a small group, but for a, a large group of, of several hundred, you know, students on a weekly basis. And, um, you know, went, went to college and, you know, was a part of a traveling worship ministry and became chaplain of that worship ministry that traveled around the country and um, even out of the country. Um, and, you know, was mentored by a lot of great worship leaders and then kind of got started in full-time ministry as a, a worship pastor. And, was doing missions all over the world. And I, while I was in college, I started attending, um, this little Baptist church down the road from the school it was close. And the lead pastor had like a nice little Irish accent that I just really enjoyed. I thought it was really charming <laughs> and it wasn't like super heavy, but it was just like, uh, like it was just enough. And it was just really sweet. It was a fantastic teacher of the word. And, I just, he was really endearing and, and I just enjoyed him a ton. But the music at the church, like, just sucked. Um, it was not my jam. Eventually, they would hire me to play guitar and it was, like, still hard to play. He's like, I still didn't enjoy it even when I was, even when I was a part of the team. But, uh, but I, I attended there, you know, regularly for, for a while and I, I really learned to worship there mm-hmm. um, because it wasn't about the music. Right. I, it was songs I was unfamiliar with or didn't, you know, was not on my playlist when I went home. Right. Some things that were, you know, it was different for me from where I'd come from. But I just, I really learned to worship and make it all about the Lord. It was not about anything else. And that was a gift to me. And then as I would travel around the world and be in these different countries or I didn't understand the language and they're singing in their language yes. and they're into it. And I'm like, cool, I know what Dios means. Right. But, right? you know, glory out of Dios. That's all, that's all I know. <laughs> um, and then 
And then I would just, over the years, I just finding myself so comfortable in that environment and realizing that the language doesn't matter, the style of music doesn't matter, the one consistent thing on every continent and in every country is God is the same, mm-hmm. and he's worthy of worship in all of it, and he, is, he receives the worship of all of it. Um, and so it, it not only was like my box broken of what worship is in daily life, but it was being broken in kind of the functional kind of musical aspects of the church and really, I think, birthed in me a passion to teach worship um, and a vi- really a vision um, that I, I've been able to be a part of, like seeing come to life in, in small ways here and there, but just raising up um, a culture of worshipers that are not dependent upon the worship leader, yeah. but they have a deep relationship with God themselves. And, and whether that person leads them or not, they're going into the Holy of Holies because Christ has made a way for us yeah. to abide <laughs> in the very presence of the Lord, no matter where we're at. Right. Uh, he abides in us and all around us. And so we can worship him. And, uh, so yeah, I don't know if I answered your question or if I stopped short of it or just rambled, but (laughs) it's good. Yeah. I think, um, that if, if there's someone who is not like, does not feel musically inclined, like they don't feel like they are wanting to be on the stage singing that, but that like, they still feel obviously like led to worship and even feel like there like there are a lot of people leading worship in the pews mm-hmm. if like hear my air quotes for sure like there are a ton of people that are doing that so you may not be leading from a stage sit up close to still... the front please <laughs> come you're you're still leading from your posture of it's all like we are returning it all back to mm-hmm. God right giving it all back to him and and not holding anything back um, that's due mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Um, I love this Richard Foster quote as we've been um, going through these spiritual disciplines between Richard Foster and Dallas Willard and this like framework. This Richard Foster quote says, Worship is human response to divine initiative. Human response to divine initiative. Like we... We get we are experiencing God if we are just paying attention. Yeah. If we're just paying attention, I, we were before we hit record. Yeah. I was like, if walk outside, yeah. it's it's like look around. Cre- yeah, creation <laughs> itself is crying out. Yes, yeah. look around. If you need a prompt, if you don't know what to to worship God about, walk outside. Yeah. I mean, truly, look at look at your kids, look yeah. at your spouse, look at yourself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. You bear his very image. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you need a prompt, <laughs> there are plenty of it's them. It's all over. Yeah, and I think that's the beautiful thing is we can't escape, like, God's fingerprints everywhere. Right. Yeah. On us and everyone, everything. And <laughs> as much as, I don't know, many parties in the world will like to try to eliminate God from the conversation and off our currency or out of our schools or you name it. Like God cannot be gotten rid of, you mm-hmm. know, um, no. he, he's the one who stands above it all and through it all, all things 
have been made in and through Christ. And so, yeah, and he's wor- worthy of worship, and it, and, it, and it awakens our senses. It engages our spirit yeah. to worship. So that's my prayer, I think, for everybody um, listening today is just that your, your spirit is, um, is awakened and engaged and delighting in just the Lord who sees you and knows you and created you and all that we see and know. Um, and he, he longs and he is zealous for your worship and, mm-hmm. and he's worthy of your worship. And I think that's the depth of the discipline is worth, yeah, you know, absolutely. That, that he, he's worthy. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And we do need to practice because this is our eternity. This is our eternity, right? Like Revelation, that every, there is a time coming that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess and then you will spend your eternity yeah. singing holy, holy, holy mm-hmm. because he is worthy of all of that. So yeah. this is a, a great opportunity. We have a great chance to practice mm-hmm. here um, what we'll do, be doing forever. Yeah. So yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that. Well, guys... This is one more podcast after this one for delighting in the disciplines. Next one's going to be long. It is. Buckle up. <laughs> so take a prayer walk and listen, listen to it. Yeah. Uh, we're just so glad that you have continued on this journey with us, delighting in the disciplines. Um, it's been so fun to um, to get your feedback, and um, we're just grateful that you're sharing it with your neighbors and your coworkers and all of that. It's just it's been a blast, um, and and we've got one more to go. So if you have questions or if you um, do want to give us feedback you can always email info at fathom.church or you can text the keyword fathom to 97,000 and follow the prompts. We are, yeah, we're pretty excited about this next one. So buckle up and get ready as we dive into another discipline of engagement next week. We'll see you right back here next week. Nailed it. Love you. <laughs>